yeah. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Water cooler combo in here. Crack a cold while we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Water cooler combo in here. Crack a cold while we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, more. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah. Hey guys, happy Friday. This is Big Talking Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. We have the newly engaged Rodney Daniel. What's up, balls? Happy Friday. And joining us is Curtis Sumter. Just, I'm, did I, I'm mispronouncing it. Sumter is fine. Sumter sounds good. How do I pronounce it? That's correct. Sumter, okay. All right. Are there other ways to pronounce it besides Sumter? Oh, Sumter. There, there no oh, okay. Because I, yeah. I always, I screw up everybody's <laughs> names. Wow, black French So, guy. like, <laughs> you're engaged. <laughs> isn't, yeah, isn't that the story of black people in America? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we all got kidnapped from somewhere. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh... So, like, did you, were your parents, like, originally from France and then moved here? Or? No. Okay. No, I am black. I'm just a well, black guy. I, I came on a boat with everybody else. <laughs> I, came, I came on the I'm boat. I'm part like, French, too. Like, so, you know. Oh, this story is, this story is weird. Um, so, my family. These are the only kinds we like. Oh, Jesus. This story <laughs> mm-hmm. is awful. Yes. So, my family, uh, my dad's side of the family went to England. So, I guess they were like, oh, well. Yeah, I don't know. He's tall and good looking, so send him to England. And my mother's side of the family got sent to France, and then we came over at some point, uh, and they met, and then we're just here. We are. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. We didn't plan it, Marissa. It was a kidnapping. Okay. You know how this went? <laughs> like this? No, it wasn't like we had an adventure and decided to go. You know? No, I mean kidnapping. I don't know. I don't know. Like your family settled in like France or like you know like they're I'm they're black. modern day we didn't French settle people. Anywhere we just we just got taken. Are you? Like, I mean, you from could be like taken, a descendant taken. of like Dorothy Dandridge. I have no idea. I was gonna I'm say there are a lot of Louisiana. It's like French Creole. Yeah, I'm a descendant of, of Carlton Cotton. Like. I'm <laughs> <laughs> we're not fancy. We just no. We're nothing except regular black people, like every other black person out there. We're just normal black people. There's nothing fancy about us. We're not talking about me being fancy. Let's talk about something else. Black. Like please, regular black. All right. So now my re- field, nigga. No, folks out there, you know how we do. No, you can say field niggas. My field niggas out there, you know how we do. Shout out to my field niggas, Cotton Joe. Tobacco Tommy, I'm with you. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
Rodney. Hi. The last time I saw you, you were not engaged. Yes. Wow. And now I am. You are engaged. Yes. He put a ring on it. He did put a ring on it. All right. Yes. Now, how did he do it? So, I mean, we had been talking about, you know, us getting married for a while, and then... um, we he was just like so babe meet me at the courthouse i got the rings and i was like what and so i met him at the courthouse we like went and like applied for the license and then he got down on one knee and was like oh, that's sweet i want to spend the rest of my life with you i love you and i was like oh that is so sweet so, so do you engaged. get to keep the yeah. ring if it doesn't work out see that's the whole thing about gay marriages i don't yeah. know yeah i got him a ring but you it's like a more like a, right it's like a uh like a a wedding band like type of thing like okay. that's like what he wanted you have a lot of norms and so then that. he saw mine he's like i'm thinking about getting you a matching one for mine for like when the actual ceremony happens I'm like babe if you want to do that that's great <laughs> 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 but i know he gave me an engagement ring so Okay. I'm, I'm filling it. So white sapphire and titanium. Nice. Yes, yes. You guys got white sapphire and titanium. Yes. All right. Because our okay. love is unbreakable. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, now, like, have you guys set a date yet? Uh, we haven't. I've been trying to like figure out exactly where we. Well, I know where we want to have the actual ceremony. Okay. So like, I'm waiting to hear back from them if there's like a date available for sometime this summer. But okay. Stay tuned. You're invited, of course. I better be. <laughs> I'm so if I don't go to this wedding. <laughs> will be your, will be your first gay wedding. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. First be. black gay wedding. Yeah. Mine too. Uh, I didn't want to assume it was a black wedding. Your husband could be anything. Like, uh, <laughs> no, my husband's Jamaican. All right, okay. Or fiance. All right, yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> You're already practicing with the yeah, husband. Husband, business. right? Yeah, I have it in my phone. Husband. Ooh. ooh. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Are you guys gonna wear like matching tuxes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, some matching tuxes. I think it's gonna be like a, a brunch wedding. We're gonna get married on a Sunday, oh. and then I have like a nice like brunch like reception. That's cute. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I That's can't. Yeah, wait. I like it. You're gonna be there. <laughs> I gotta start getting my outfit together. Right? Yes. <laughs> you have to do. tell me the color schemes. Exactly. All right. You're gonna really have to get your outfit together. I know. It's, it's a like a, it's a gay wedding. I got. You, you know, I'm gonna have to get dressed shabby. for you. Mm-hmm. I can't like. You know. Yeah. I can't let him down. I gotta like. Present. You know. Like, I mean, you know, well, there's no I feel pressure. Bad for the straight you know. dudes at that wedding, they're gonna be under pressure. There's yeah. There's gonna be a couple. Yeah. They're gonna be under pressure. Yeah. Then I told my whole family. It was like. Oh shit, Rodney's getting married to a guy. <laughs> you gotta do it before that orange goblin takes you right there. That, you know, that, that's, it's really, that's serious. Right. You know. It reversed everything. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to, like, you know. That's, yeah, you that's why it's like, it's wire. June, we're getting in sometime in July. Let's just, you know, get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think there's a good thing, though, about that guy being president, though. Like, there's something good about it, and the good th- the good thing about it is the fact that now, now you get to see like the mechanics of government all really work. Like you remember you learned like that in like high school, like the 
the three branches of government, like the judicial and the legislative and the president, and it was like they were all separate. But they're like, there's a separation of powers and yada, 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 and da, da, da. And I listen to the news all the time, and I'm learning about offices I didn't even know existed. Like, the Office of Ethics was like, they have to disclose all of these money that they're taking. For, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that existed. It's like, yeah, there's a system. Like, just in case the president gets out of control, there's a system. Like, you know, like... There are rules and other bodies that can like the like the courts are stopping like the illegal immigration order and like like you're getting to see like how the system actually like checks itself out like that it, it doesn't all the power doesn't reside in like one guy like you didn't get to see it with Obama because he's normal right if a guy behaves himself or no. a president behaves himself you don't really get to see like craziness <laughs> but with this you kind of get to see like. You kind of get to see, like, the system. Be, it gave me more faith in the system. Like, the system, like, is this not relying on one person. This gives me little to no faith in the system. Just because if the system was working, we wouldn't be in this place to begin with. Like, I just kind of feel like now it's like I would much rather just have blind faith in a system and not have this orange fucktard as our president than to like worry every fucking day is he gonna get us blown up by somebody it's like really like right now we are in the same position as nicaragua and syria like didn't we just blow up syria for doing stupid shit last week so like are they gonna blow us up now like i i i'd much rather not have him be president and just have a blind faith in the system i like the whole idea of like that that was the magical little school bus or whatever that we had the little conjunction junction bus shell function like or yes. whatever a bill just on Capitol Hill I liked yeah. just having that knowledge of it and just being like oh yeah there's something there but we're never gonna like elect somebody so fucking maniacal that we're ever gonna need have to, worry to use about. it right like that hardcore but. But and I feel like it happens with every president though they always like come up with some sort of Sorry. bill or something Hi. Hi. and then right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, 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 it's like am I pre-menopause yeah, right now like, like all right severe let this category just slide by <laughs> 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 next door how is it how, how are the pancakes are they good looks like a tasty place like oh my goodness Woo, okay, there right. you go uh, yeah that's necessary that was, that was um, that's getting hot in here on the Friday so let's talk, talk about your wedding. Whiskeys. What's your color scheme? <laughs> Go back to that. That was good. That was good. Bring it back the to the gay let's wedding. Bring it back to the wedding. So Chris, <laughs> how, how was your week? Uh, my week or was... Or your Memorial Day weekend. Um, my Memorial Day weekend was... Uh, uh, I, I do a lot of comedy. I can't go anywhere. I don't do anything because I just do comedy all the fucking time, like day and night. I'm afraid that if I take a vacation that I won't, like, that I'll miss a mic or I'll miss a show. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, I can't go away. There's a mic Saturday. Like, who says that? Like, I got a show at the Grizzly Pear at 6 o'clock. I cannot go to Hawaii. Like, it's like, it's fucking weird. It's the stupidest thing in the world, but that's how my mind works. It's like, well, how am I supposed to get this set done if I don't show up at the Grizzly Pear or show up at the Lantern and get my five minutes why should I just? Why should I go to Miami and enjoy my life? Like that's how my life is. I'm stupid. I'm nope, really dumb. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope. stupid. You're, I'm just like oh, no, 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 no. I have no. to be in comedy all the time. That's, that's great. You're in a good. You're in a good headspace.
face because one day when you're selling out Madison Square Garden and then you're going to be able to go to Hawaii and be like, wow, I really just sold out Madison Square Garden. Now I can relax. I don't know. You I could just, also Google wherever you're going <laughs> if there's mics there. But just, that's just another But option. have you seen other comics at other places? They're horrible. Yeah. They I mean, should make you feel good about yourself. Right. Yeah, that I, you're here where the creme de la creme are. Yeah, but I don't want to go somewhere to a mic and feel good about myself. Like, I want to go somewhere. Where, well, what you just want to feel like shit all the time? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm a sadist. Like, I'm like, I thought oh, this was beaten, beat like, down. Oh, like, like, so like, like, beat down. So like, yeah, like I just, I, I, if I don't have a bad mic, if people actually laugh, I just go in the bathroom and flagellate. My, like, it's oh, like, oh shit. I'm I nothing. My backpack, like, <laughs> fuck my self esteem. I don't need self esteem. I don't need to feel good about myself. No, I feel good at shows. That's yeah. you feel good. You don't feel good at mics. You feel good at shows. At shows, you get up there, and you're like, oh, I have this great set, and then the people laugh, and then you're walking around on cloud nine for the rest of like the next day or two. Yeah. That's where you feel good about yourself. I, it's I really great. I guess I've been in it too long, because that only lasts about 20 minutes for me. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's, just, it's I'm like really, smoking. I'm it's like, giddy for you know, the rest like the of the day. You the rest of the day. Yeah, you guys are new. But like, <laughs> You know, like when you, you 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 first time you ever have a cigarette and you get that cigarette buzz uh, and you're like, yep. oh shit, like yep. cigarettes. And then like you've been smoking for like twenty years and you're just like, eh, it's a fucking so, cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. No, it's like weed with me. Like the first time you smoke, you're like, oh shit, I'm high. And then you know you feel like you're tasting that high, and then you still get it every now and then. Like, damn, that was some good weed. Damn, that was a good mic. I have never said, damn, that was a good mic. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely said, oh, that was a good show, but I have oh, never yeah, said, damn, yeah, that was a good true. mic. Damn, that was a good show. <laughs> yeah, I've never said, damn, that was a good mic. I've had good mics before, but you walk out of a good mic and you're just like, it feels so much better when you walk out of it. Do you do this weird thing when you work on a new set and you get a new five minutes? Do you take it on a victory tour to all the mics? I do. I take it on a week-long victory tour. Like, yeah. everybody saw you struggling with it. Jokes weren't funny. Shit wasn't working. They were doubting it. And then when you get it all together, I take it on a week-long victory tour. Like, yeah, bitch, check it out. And they're like, oh, damn, that shit works. I'm like, yep, peace. Like, and now you <laughs> yeah. see it at a show. And then they see it at a show, and you're like, and the audience is falling over. And you're like, yeah, bitch, struggle is real. But the reward is real, too. You know, like, the reward is real. Like, that, I'm working right now and getting more time together. I can't wait. I've been working on this goddamn set for two months. It's been kicking my ass. I can't wait until, like, this set is done so I can, like, do it at a show. Especially so, like, the audience can laugh and I can enjoy it, but I want the comics in the back of the room. How do you know when you're ready for it to go up at a show? <sighs> it's, it's... You should be getting consistent laughs even at mics. You should be getting relatively consistent. Now, you got to gauge it because some mics are fucking terrible, and you got to gauge it. You know, like I gauge – you know what's weird? I'll tell you something that's weird. You guys are both comics. So I'll tell you something that's really fucking weird. You know what I do? I gauge how good the joke is by who laughs in the room at a comedy club, like at an at a open mic. And then I will give – I just started doing this. If certain people laugh, I will give the joke negative points. I'm like, that's not a good joke. I'm like, that guy laughed. 
Not a good joke. See, I oh. do that fucking joke. See, I do that in general at oh. a mic. If I do a joke at a mic and it hits at a mic, then I think it's a bad joke. Really? Yeah. I because I think that comics have such a fucked up center when it comes to jokes that like regular people are not going to really latch on to it. Like mm. I, I would test something in a real room, and mm. then like if it looks like it has legs, then kind of like whittle at it yeah. in a mic, but like. I'm not going to test something the first time at a mic because if it hits at a mic, I think that there it's it's a fucked up joke. What I mean, I don't know. Every, never, everybody's process is different. Yeah. When do you do you still do mics and go to mics and like test your stuff out there? I might do a mic once in a blue, but like I don't do mics on the regular. I really don't. But like I'll test stuff out at a bar show. Okay, yeah, like a bar show, like. Because I, I, I just go to shows and like and I figure if I like look at the room and it's like, oh, OK, there's like five people in here. I could do like some new stuff. Yeah. But like mm. if, I, if I do something in a mic and it kills in a mic, I'm like, this is not a good joke. Right. Because I just like comics are so like, you know, they laugh at dead baby jokes. Those aren't regular people. Right. Because <laughs> like, you know I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I was going to do some <laughs> yeah, new no, stuff. No. Like, they laugh at rape jokes. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Rape. Me, me, me destroying another person's soul. Isn't that funny? I'm like, no, it's not funny. Nope, nobody likes it. And but half right. the room will be positive. like falling off the, their chairs. Yeah. That, Holocaust like, jokes. That yeah. obligatory Holocaust jokes. These are not joke. real people. You, like, middle America Ooh, is no. not going to laugh at that shit. <laughs> Have you ever seen a person with a great set on a mic go to a club and do it? And they fail miserably. And they fail miserably. Yeah, every mm. time. Sad shit. This is exactly why I don't I've test it, it out. I wow. watched it. I was like, I went to Caroline's the other night, and I watched. Uh, they were having a showcase, and I watched eight comics, and uh, and they were all like eight open mic comics, and some of them have good reputations in the open mic community, but they're fucking. But at Caroline's, they were dog shit. Like, because yeah. they were like, they they just did. Oh, one one person was like, "Oh, I'm depressed. I'm really depressed." And these people aren't depressed at comedy clubs. They no, got they went there to twenty five dollars for the tickets. They're paying eleven dollars. It's a hundred dollar date in essence. If you right. just buy the bare minimum, it's a hundred dollar date for an hour. I mean, two. I don't know, fifty dollar tickets. That's like a Broadway show, isn't it? Can't you get fifty dollars? Yeah, tickets? yeah. So they're basically paying for a Broadway show at a comedy club. And so they don't you like, can like so you can talk like about how you're depressed, yeah. right? To, to these people audience. are depressed. They are winning at life. They have a hundred dollars to burn on an hour show, and you know they're going to dinner or they're going to drinks at like this is an evening. Yeah. And so you get up there, you're like, I'm depressed. My life sucks. And these people are like, Really? And what? Yeah. Oh, good. Good for you. Could you please get off the stage because my, you know, I'm, my life is fucking serious enough. I'm not depressed. Like, so yeah, get off I... my stage. And so I saw that, and I was just like, I am not like, but I, but I don't do. I use the mic to find out what in my stuff is smart enough. Okay. Okay. Because comedy, because comedy club, they will laugh at shit. They mm-hmm. will. They will laugh at shit if you come on. You've done dumb misdirection jokes before. Like mm-hmm. I went to see Jerry Seinfeld's show at the Strip, and I saw it. It was a great show, and uh, I saw it. And uh, he was he was fantastic. But I was watching his set as a comedian and not as like you know not as a, a person. I was watching as a person, but you know you slip into a comedic mindset and you start watching it. Uh-huh. And I could see him doing this thing, which is hilarious, which I'm sure both of you will understand. Where he would tell jokes, tell jokes, tell jokes, tell jokes. And then tell a stupid joke, and he knows it's a stupid joke. But the audience is laughing, and he would do this thing where he turned his head away from the audience and made this face like, fucking stupid joke. (laughs) (laughs) He would make this face. And then he would would look at the audience like, 
assholes. Yeah, like you're laughing <laughs> at that. Like I'm, you're letting me that. get away with that. Like. Like, fuck you. Like, you're letting me get away with this bullshit. Like, I wrote this when I was passing a hard turd. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a turd joke. It's like, uh, <laughs> Or he was trying to get through the set, and the set wasn't quite done, and he needed a... And he took an easy way out. Like, all right, this is a stupid joke. Right. In, a, in an open mic... It's a good transition. Get, they don't let you get away with stupid jokes in open mics. Like, yeah. That's what I think is bad about comics that aren't that are outside of New York City. They get away with a lot of stupid jokes. They yeah. go up in front of a lot of audiences and they get away with a lot of stupid jokes. And then they come to New York and they have the same stupid jokes. And, and the audience – the audiences are smarter in New York. And not only the audiences are smarter, but because they see – and I don't mean – I don't want to like shit on the rest of the country because the rest of the country is an amazing place. But the – but you – but what – Except I mean, for Trump land. Go except on. Except for Trump land. Well, we're we, – we live here. Like this is kind of Trump. There's Trump buildings everywhere. Right? We didn't for vote Trump, for him. Except we. Yes, yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. True enough. But no. Christ, he's a resident in the White House. He's that's a okay. In the White House. That's tra- that's that the new Trump led. Right. I'm so, not threatening anybody. But uh, <laughs> not putting holding out bloody heads. <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> but what's weird about New York? And is if that you're gonna send the CIA, at least have them pay for tickets for my shows. Go on. Yeah, they'll pay. They'll pay. Yeah, they'll pay. exactly. They have a budget. Like you can all they'll be come. The cheapest beer possible. Yeah, but just, they will have a pay. budget. Just yeah, they'll, they'll be there. All right. Yeah. If the CIA is coming to Marissa's show, at least sign up under her name. Don't be dicks and just be like, we're just here to see the show. Sign up under her name, yeah, CIA. Yeah, so I get the credit. Yeah, bring, bring like six <laughs> people too, just in case, like, you know. Bring just, like a hot one because I might chat them up. You can't not. You can't hook up with the CIA agents after you. Says who? Says who? He's coming to see my show. Okay. Right. I'm just saying. I'm engaged. I'm off the market. What are you? How real is that sapphire? How how strong is that titanium? Wait. Wait. No. Hold on. I was coming from a risk standpoint. Okay. All right. And as I used to be single, as of a couple of months ago. All right. I'm just saying, if they start bringing some right, like, thank you. I've been reminded. If they got like an FBI or CIA agent that looks like Keanu Reeves from Point Break, I'm down. Oh, Keanu Reeves from Point Break. I've never even heard of Point Break. Oh my god. Is it? Right. Who else was I'm in gonna, it? Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze Patrick was in it. Oh, okay. It. It's got to be a great movie if Patrick Swayze's in it. No. Like, Patrick Swayze was, was a badass, too, in Point Break. He oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to uh, I'm gonna have to show you the promo photo for that. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's hard. But I, I, I feel like once you get over the soul-suckingness of most mics, right? I mean, do you not feel like they're soul-sucking? See, I'm a weird dude, though. Like, I like because y- you like things that make you feel shitty. But go no, on. I like. <laughs> I just don't think. You know what? I don't think that anything is real if there's no pain in it. No pain, no gain. If there's no pain in it, if it's you know, if there's no pain in it, it's not real. It's not real. Like, I, 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 it's not real. So what I like about mics is that. What I like about mics is that I feel like, to be honest, like I feel like, like I worry, to be honest, about the day that I get past. Like, I get enough shows to not do mics. Because I'm like, fuck. Because then, like... You How? gotta have somewhere where you create... Like, you can create new material on stage, and that's cool, at real shows, and that's cool, and you could do that. But, like... It's like... I, I, I saw Alagon Mitra at a mic the other night, and he writes for The Daily oh. Show. Like, and I saw him at a mic. He was at a mic running new material. And he was just like, I need... There's something about comedians that's like, 
is gritty, is gravelly. They're not gonna fucking is 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 it's in the dirt. Like it's not real unless you're in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not real. Like unless you're in the shit. You know, working out that new bit. Like it's just gotta be for me at this point in my career. It's gotta be. You know, I'm I'm on that like grizzly grind. Like if it's, if I'm a drug dealer right now, I'm out there with dirty Tims on the block, standing on the corner in the cold. <laughs> you know, half a brick trying to hustle it dime bag by dime bag. Like I'm, but it's pure. But I'm trying to hustle it. I got no clientele. Like I'm out there on them grizzly streets, so that one day when I get up, you know what I'm saying. So one day when I get up out that, I'm like, I'll be sitting there. Because the dude who gets knocked off in gangster movies is the dude who rises to the top real fast. And then he gets there, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know how it works on the streets. The dude who makes it is the dude who never forgot what those cold streets were like. The dude who gets out of the house, and he's like, yo, take me to the corner of so-and-so and so-and-so. And he wants to see his dude that's on the block because he knows what to look for. Oh, is he tired? Is he out there, but he's got his piece? Let me see your piece. Oh, you're... You, you you clean it like it's clean. Like I know what it takes to hold that corner down. So if I can hold that corner down, then I can hold a, a block down. If I can hold a block down, I can hold the city down. If you can hold an open mic five minutes down, you can hold a bar five minutes down. If you learn how to hold a bar five minutes down, you can hold you can learn how to hold a club five minutes down. You learn how to cl- hold a club five. Now maybe you get knocked back from the club back to the bar because you didn't know what you were doing, but you learned because it was painful. It hurt. So you take that hurt home and you learn from it because you can't shake it. And then you go and you build back up to the club and then boom, you're back at the club. All right, now I can hold a block down. I can hold this five club minutes down. If I can hold five club minutes, then it's only a matter of time before I'm making five minutes by five minutes, before I'm holding it down block by block. Before you know uh-huh. it, you're running a city and you got a half hour, 30 minutes, and they're like, yo, you you coming on the road or what you doing? Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> down like piece by piece. You know your show? Okay, the one you invited great. me? On a fashionably funny, yeah, fashionably funny at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Uh, you know, uh, you know, check it out. It's amazing. Check out Marissa Smith because it's incredible. And let me tell you, that show, I took my five minutes from that. That was the first before that. About a month before that, I got, or about a month and a half before that, two months, I got knocked on my ass at Eastville. Okay. When I get hurt at a real comedy club, I don't leave my house for days. That's how I feel. Like I don't. I got knocked on my ass at two clubs, Broadway and Eastville. And Broadway, I didn't leave my house for four days. And Greenwich and Eastville, I didn't leave my house for two days. I called in sick. I let, I stayed in my house. I was feeling awful. And Damn. I took that, and I was like, I know what I did wrong. I was like, my material was racial. It was too edgy. One thing I will say about the Trump era that I'm finding right now in comedy clubs is people don't. Really, like the country is so on edge about race. They don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it. it. They They don't don't want to hear it. They don't want to be bothered with it. They don't. And I had a lot of racial material, and I was like, you know what? I need to talk about some shit that where everybody's together because nobody wants to be divided anymore. Everybody's tired of it. They're tired of talking about race, especially the whole climate with cops shooting black people. People see everything now, so they're like, fuck, you know? They want they want to go to a place that's a respite. So I went back to the drawing board, back to the open mics, and built a set that was not explicitly not about race, you know? And I built it that was that was a set that would bring everybody together but still split people you know and so i built it i built it but split people on non-racial lines and i built that set and came back to greenwich village comedy club and my my thesis worked the set worked totally because 
it wasn't about race, you know, and it was and it wasn't about no, it was not that it wasn't about race. It was more that I built it from the ground, like I built it from the gravel, and and that's how I feel. Like I gotta be, I gotta be. I gotta be on the block. Like, I gotta be in the corner. I gotta be on the corner. I gotta be on the block. I mean, the biggest compliment people give me right now, and I'm, I'm gonna say this and shut up. Biggest compliment people give me right now is when people tell me, like, people will be like, good set, and I'll be like, thank you. You know, I usually downplay compliments usually. People tell me good set at a club, at a show, I'll be like, thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you, I appreciate it. But the biggest compliment that hits me in the heart that people tell me is, and it's out of the blue, I'm at a mic, and they're like, my favorite thing to hear is somebody comes up to me and they're like, yo, you are everywhere. I'm like, word? They're like, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere I go, you're there. I'm like, cool. Because that means, because I'm that dude that's on the corner all the time. Like, I love that Jay-Z I, line. Right. Say, you Rain, just, sleet, and snow, you, you, they outside. You, you, you Even when it's saw, bright you, out, they outside. That like, whole thing that like, you was just talking about completely reminded me of, like, Jay's philosophy. Like, just, like, how he, how he is, like... No, and I think that everybody's got their own different path. But to me, it's like the pain of comedy comes in living the life that you write the jokes about. Right. You you know what I mean? Like, I I do, I'm 100% on board that comedy comes from pain. Yeah. But I don't necessarily feel like the pain has to be the process of doing the comedy. I think the pain comes in the life of living in order to write the jokes while you're doing the comedy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, and I listen, I'm not saying that my process is is the process. Yeah, cuz you because, made me feel like I didn't uh, even I ain't did shit cuz uh, I've never <laughs> one of my favorite Because I don't really do mics like that. I'm I've not done a like I right, I don't right, yeah. <laughs> I don't do corners. <laughs> but no, I didn't sorry. really start out doing mics. I just like... I do love Sorry. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm on shows. <laughs> he just brings it right to my mouth. <laughs> oh, God. No, I mean, my, one of my favorite comics is this dude, Alex Payne. You should, you, if you get him on a show, if you, if you get a chance, you should get him on a show. He's hilarious, this kid. And you'll love him, but he's hilarious. He reminds you of, like, Gregory Hines. Like, he's got that old Ooh. soul. He's tall and lanky and smart, fucking brilliant, but fucking seems so stupid. Like, seems like... Seems like a dude, like he's the dude that Massa underestimated. Like he's in the field. Massa, Massa just didn't see it coming. He's like, oh shit! Like there's an uprising. Like yeah, nigga, like, we've been planning this for a minute. It's right. gonna look stupid. Don't be up stupid. But he he just looks like unassuming. Like oh, what's going on? Oh. But he's fucking brilliant. He does two. He does one mic a night and one show a night, late nights. That's what he does. And his comedy is fucking brilliant. I mean, you know. Some people are, uh, some people, I, I just, it's just for me, everybody's got their own creative process, and I would never look to say anything about Alex or Eagle. There's a bunch of brilliant comics out there. Eagle Wit, fucking brilliant. These guys do one show a night, two, maybe, or, or as many shows as they can do, but they don't do mics. Fucking brilliant. This is just my process. Yeah. You know, I, and everybody's got brilliant. their own process. Yeah. They're fucking brilliant, but these guys are, I mean, there's so many comics. I'm so humbled to be a part of this community because I go to a show and people are just better than you. Like, not just better than you, but they just come through and they're just crushing. And you're like, fuck. Like, all right, like, yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta, you know, but I mean, you know, but I, I, but the way I look at it, I look at it a lot like Chris Rock, you know, like Chris was just this dude who wasn't, you know, he just wasn't sh- like nobody thought he was shit, 
but he just stayed in the club. Like, he just stayed there. Like, he just lived there. And that's how, like, you know, there are brilliant people, though, that don't have to do that. I mean, Eddie Murphy was like that. He didn't have to do that shit. Yeah, he just no, got on he stage. Just got on was like, stage and I'm like, a genius. Ah, and the world was like, yeah. He's like, you are. Oh, you're peace. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. It was over. Like, Eddie Murphy came in. Blew, blew in, blew up, and blew out. Like he came into the, he came into the New York comedy scene. They put him on stage. He was a monster, and they were like, "Fuck this!" And like, get on movies, get yeah. on TV. And that was it. Chris Rock had to like, I mean, Eddie Murphy. I think he bounced after three years. Michael Che bounced after like, I don't know, three, four years. Like Michael Che was in it for a minute, like, you know. But it, Chris Rock was grinding for like eight, nine years, like. It was ridiculous. 13 years before he had his first special. Most people get their first special after like 10. He was in it for 13. Really? Like 13 years before he got his own special? before he got his first Damn. real special. 13. You know, so I'm like, I know I'm like that. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to be one of them dudes that just has to work. I want to get a special like next year. I'm going to be one of those dudes <laughs> that just has to work. You know, but I mean, but, but I'm, I mean, I'm just grateful to be here. You know, I'm grateful to be a part of it. I'm grateful I found it, you know. I'm yeah, where are you from? Piano. I'm from New York. I'm a New Yorker. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm part of it. What what borough do you represent? Hollis, Queens. Okay, Hollis. Uh, okay. Yeah, give me double up, double yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I'm proud of. I love my people. I know my people. Yeah. Like, we are people. Hollis, yeah. Queens, baby. Okay, all day. Hollis, uh, Queens. Yeah. That's, how, that's how that's how I live. Shout outs to Hollis, Hollis. <laughs> <laughs> 205th place Hollis Avenue Francis Lewis I live in Jackson Heights I, I, I. It's, like, it's like I said Hollis oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two different places That's <laughs> okay oh, Where are you from Marissa? Y-O till I die Y-O? Uh oh uh oh uh oh Okay alright Yonkers Huh? No, we couldn't do it, huh? (laughs) (laughs) You're yelling right now, huh? (laughs) It's great. I'm from Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Milwaukee. All right, Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) You got that cheese, though. You got that cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Brewers, no wonder that's why you got the brews. Milwaukee, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So yeah, so that's that's you know that's that's what I'm doing right now. You know that's all I'm that's all I'm doing. So what's up? Also, what else is on the topic list? I saw a long list of topics. Oh, what's going we on did. We list? did have a long list of topics. Uh, so now, have you been following this uh, Kathy Griffin thing? No. Okay. What? I just tell you I've been at Mike's. It's like I'm doing comedy shows. I don't know what the world. No, I don't knows. know what the world is doing. I've working on this five minutes for a minute. So let me far. let me break it down for you. Okay. Uh, Kathy, I think she held the head of Donald Trump. Up, exactly. Right? Did you I, see the picture? Yeah, I saw it. I saw the picture. Okay. okay. That's all I needed to see. Uh, as soon as she held that shit up, I was like, I don't need the details. Okay. So you saw the picture. <sighs> She's a fool. Oh, like, okay. okay. Let's get into yeah. it. The fool. I mean, I love Kathy Griffin. God bless you, but you gotta understand, man. Like, they, they you gotta understand. They will take shit away from you. They will take it away. You see Hannibal, Bur- Hannibal Burris when they asked him about Amy Schumer. That nigga plays politician. He does not say shit. They will take shit away from you. Oh, this life is a very optional life. 
it's very optional. It's very optional. There's another there's another comedian that's funny somewhere in the wings. They can replace you. It's a very optional life. Damn. If you get something that you love, you know, you got to treat it like a girl that you that you don't have the right to be with. You really should. Right. She's an eight. You're a four. Hey, man. You got to protect it. <laughs> hey, man. Like, right. hey, man. Right. Hey, can I come to your crib? No, nigga. No, you cannot come to the crib. <laughs> right. I cannot fuck this up. No. You got iPhone. You got multiple reminders. You got a Google reminder, iPhone reminder. You get mom's calls. You went her birthday. I mean, you got to protect it because this true. shit is optional. It's very true. This is an optional life. Yeah. This shit is more optional. This shit is more optional than being an NFL football player. NFL football player, if you're a linebacker for the NFL, the NFL is going to be like, damn, this nigga blocks 300-pound dudes that can run a four, that can run a, a, you know, 50-meter dash in in 4-4. Those dudes are hard to find. A funny dude. You know how many people want to be famous? They took her show. They took her show. Well, I mean, it was it was it was a New Year's Year special. But she doesn't have. Come on, man. She not. But if come on, man. You think if Jared Carmichael stood up there with a cut off Donald Trump's head, NBC wouldn't be like, yo. No, I don't. I don't. And I think that if Louis C.K. had done it, or Louis C.K. has his own production company. And, and he didn't lose his job. Yeah. But Snoop's dog. But 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 see, I think there's a difference. Snoop Dogg. If anything goes wrong with Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg can always throw a concert and get paid, right? Snoop Dogg is, is kind of like being a comedian. Snoop Dogg can throw a concert and get paid. Kevin Hart, if these movies don't work, he can throw a comedy show and get paid. You, like, are you saying a Kathy? Because Kathy, when was I mean, has she had a special like that? She's had she's HBO had more specials than, than any Kevin. So then she's all right. Then she could just like, go on the road and get paid. She's like, all right. Though. She's had twenty three specials. Then she's all right. She could go on the road and get paid. But my point is because like I've paid. been having this debate on Facebook like most of this evening, and I feel bad because. I wanted to. I I needed to to congratulate Rodney for getting (laughs) engaged, but I was like deep in the shit of Facebook. Literally, I walked into she's like, "Hold on, hold on, one second and I'm like getting my fucking shit on. Um, here's my thing. We all have freedom of speech, but freedom ain't free. I'll give you that, and I'm not denying that. That, uh, and I'll say that out of all of the things that people have said about this topic, yours is the most logical, and yeah. I'll agree to it the most. Yeah. Um, but my feeling is that the reason why people are going in so hard on Kathy Griffin is because she's a woman, and that if a man had done the same thing, that no one would have been so upset about it. And in fact, Marilyn Manson killed a Trump in a music video, decapitated, beheaded a Trump-like figure in a music video. I didn't know about it until today when I watched the Kathy Griffin press conference about her holding... She had a press conference. Yeah. Because now that the, the Trump family is, like, bullying her, they're bullying people that are supporting her... Like, there's a, a, a children's book author that tweeted in support of her, and Trump Jr. tweets the um, publishing firm that holds this guy's book, telling him to, to cancel the book. And That's... he might lose his book because he tweeted out a tweet in support 
of Kathy Griffin. Not that he did the picture himself, but just supported her. But my feeling is is that as comedians, we have we, we should have the right. We should have the right. We have First Amendment, and if we don't get on board and support Kathy Griffin, they are going to take this away from us. We are the last bastions of First Amendment rights. We're the last bastions yeah. of free speech. And if we can't get on that stage seven days a week, 365 days a year, and say whatever the fuck we want to, we lose that not only for ourselves, but for the country. Like this, we are the fucking gatekeepers of the First Amendment. Like yeah. we're the Knights of Valor of the First Fucking Amendment. You tell me differently, but you transfer it's, it's yourself right, back into the times of Lenny Bruce when Lenny Bruce was getting taken off stage for saying shit. Yeah. There was a time in this country where a comedian would be arrested on stage, middle of set, because you said fuck, shit, cunt, motherfucker. The nine forbidden words or whatever. I just said, how many curses right now? I'm not worried about a cop running in here and taking me off stage. Want to know why? Because there were comedians before me that fought for our right to say whatever the fuck we want to. If we want to fight for this genre, for this art form, we need to step up right the fuck now and say she has the right to stand in a fucking picture Holding a fucking mannequin. It didn't even look like this fucker. Yeah, I mean, and she has the right to take away, to hold up the mannequin, and I'm cool with that. But my, my whole thing is, too, is that people are taking out of context that this is an art piece. It is not like her saying that she wants to behead Donald Trump. No. It is an art piece that's talking about uh, a it, quote that he said. He said. Where he bleeding out the eyes and everywhere else, and that was the name of the art piece. And when you look at the whole picture, it is a woman holding the head of the guy that said this grab him by the pussy president like it it's a, it's, hillary, it's a political statement exactly if you switch this around and if hillary clinton said about some guy on fox news that he was bleeding out the eyes he was bleeding out the whatever and you had louis ck go on and take a photo with a head of hillary clinton bleeding out the eyes bleeding out the whatevers no one would give two fucks it'd be brunch time but because it's a woman, it's like, oh, well, a woman can't have an opinion. This is Trump's America. The freedom of speech is only good for the ones that were born with a penis. Women only need to keep their mouths shut unless they're sucking a fucking dick. Yeah. No, like, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> this is, honestly, like, I'm like so fucking, I'm so pissed off. about. You know something? I would never take that photo. Like, I don't want to take a photo holding a fucking bloody dead hand. But I'm also like a germaphobe and I don't want that shit on my hands. But like you know, it wasn't it's even just, real blood though. It's like fake it's ketchup. Yeah, but like, ketchup. It's like fuck up my manicure. Like you know. <laughs> Before I disagree with you, can I get that open? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you're not gonna get it open. I no. gotta make sure I get my. I gotta get paid before <laughs> I fucking it, before I say my shit. Yo, let me say. Let me say. Let me hold my money before I talk. But see, <laughs> but see <laughs> from a standpoint, you ain't even gonna be able to say your shit if this shit continues. Yeah, exactly. that's true. That's right. true. Hey, listen, listen, yo. Let me tell you. Yo, listen, listen. I, I'll, 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 yo, Kat, first of all, I don't feel bad for Kathy Griffin. Why? Because she got 23 specials. So she's got material. She you knows how to know make it. You didn't know that she had 23 specials until two minutes no, ago. No, I didn't. But now, <laughs> why is that disingenuous? Did I learn something new? Like, I learned something new. I can't learn new shit. I can't apply new information in my life. You're like, oh. It's like, 
はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。は
Like, so this ain't her first time in the eye of the storm. And what I will say because is... Because that's... She's an offensive comic. This is, goes back so she to my Marilyn... she could be offensive? But, but there's one in the my place. Marilyn but, Manson thing. But there's a difference. Marilyn Manson is offensive. Everyone keeps telling me, well, Kathy Griffin's on CNN and CBS. She should know better because she's on CNN and CBS. She's, she's a different caliber. Her career is so much farther. What comic do you know wants their main gig to be on fucking CNN? <laughs> we don't fucking like wake up and jerk off to dreams of being on CN fucking N. No, you dream of an HBO special. Garden? Has she ever been in Madison Square Garden? No, fuck no. Has Louis C.K.? Yes. I even watched that fucking um, Dane Cook steal 17 people's jokes in Madison Square Garden I years will take ago. AM 760 late night. That's what I'm looking at right now. I mean, she's on, she's on CNN. There's a lot of view. Kathy Griffin is in a very good place in her career. The fact that we if even you're not know selling her name out the garden, to, if you are selling a, out the garden, you know how many you comics have sold out like six. Exactly. That's that is the pinnacle of, of like what right. we look for. Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't just you don't do this just to be trying to sell out Broadway. Sold out the garden. It's, it's like, like you're not doing this. I'm sorry, there, I don't know one single comic that their dream when they said to themselves, like while they're on the corner trying five minutes by five minutes yeah. to try to make it in comedy that they were sitting around eating rice cakes because yeah. they couldn't afford a meal saying, I just want to be on CNN. No, no one <laughs> fucking says that. But, na- but name one comic that you know right now personally that would not take that CNN gig in a minute. We would all take it. Of course. But we also haven't been in the game for 30 fucking years. No. I mean, she's in a, we're in a very, I can't feel bad for Kathy Griffin. I feel bad for the dude that lives in Youngstown, Ohio, that's fucking sitting there with no job. Where did job. Youngstown but, come I mean, from? Why would I feel bad for <laughs> Kathy Griffin? <laughs> Kathy Griffin is sitting there. I got no fucks for Youngstown. If you voted for Trump, you did it to yourself. But and what, I, I mean, drowned but now that the I've got Trump, cousins in people. Youngstown. <laughs> they're people. They don't ah, think ah, we're ah, people. My cousins are people. You know something? You went, you voted for somebody that wanted to get rid of health care when you OD because you're a heroin so addict. So who you're just somebody votes for defines everything about them to you? In this election, yes. Wow. That's a big statement. No, it's not. That's a big it, statement. It, mean, it does. That's a big statement. It's not. It, it's you really... voted for somebody. That's who. That's who, That's what you're about. That's that's who you are. Everything summed up. In, in this in this election, particularly, yes, that's a big statement for us to be living in New York City, a city we have so. New York City has more than one major industry. We have the financial center of the world. We have the media center of the world, and we're comedians. We have more comedy clubs per capita. We have more comedy clubs than anybody else. Only here can you do five shows at five major clubs. In a night, we have a museum of metropolitan art that I went to when I was seven. Seven, I saw the best artwork in the world, and I was seven I looking at the best shit in the, the world. Louvre is and we, you can eat on. the you can <gasps> eat the best food in the world and, and, and take a taxi five minutes from your house. You can eat the best food in the world and walk out of your house and have five different ethnicities of food, and it's amazing. And I have no right to look at a person who's in a town that's dying with no factories, no jobs, heroin addicts, walking zombies, literally the living dead walking up and down the street. And I'm going to just shit on those people because they voted for a hopeless candidate because they were fucking hopeless. We're black. We've been hopeless before. 
We, you know, so I'm not going to shit on a bunch of hopeless people. Well, I'm, not, well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to write off a group of people because they were living in a desperate. Desperate people do desperate shit. Or I mean, I, I grew up. In, in Hollis during a crack epidemic, they weren't evil people. They were being portrayed as awful fucking people. And they weren't so now evil. You're talking they were about, just desperate. So let's talk about this crack epidemic. So you desperately so vote for Donald Trump? I didn't desperately vote for Donald Trump. What I'm saying is I understand desperation. I understand people who have no options. People they with had no an options option. Do they it. had an option. They had an option. They Her name is Hillary Clinton. What was right. the option? Do you think that Hillary Clinton was going to stop their their... Social Security, stop their health insurance, stop everything that they this man has done. They weren't going for Social Security and health insurance. These people used to. These people twenty years ago had jobs. They had jobs in, in factories that industry. were in that were in the United States. You know something? And nobody paid attention to them for thirty 80 years. years. Fast forward eighty years, none of us are going to have jobs because everything we do can be done by computers. And then what? Yeah, but but you, then you, you're going to vote for somebody that's a racist, a misogynist, Islamic phobic. But you're going to call yourself a Christian. But I'm supposed to. It's look easy to at talk you about eighty the, years when you when you're not hungry today. Those who people says are hungry, hungry today. today? But those, but those people have no. But how trend. was Donald Trump supposed to vote for a desperate? They voted for a desperate candidate because they were desperate. I no, they voted desperation, for a desperate man. candidate because they're racist been, pieces I of been, shit. I would have yeah. been. I would have been. I, I, me personally, my mother was a single mother. I remember walking in my house and turning on the lights and hoping that they came on, hoping, holding my breath. I remember that. I remember looking in the refrigerator, being hungry. And then coming back 20 minutes later and looking in the refrigerator again, hoping that there was food there. Nothing changed. I was just hungry. I know what it's like to be desperate. So when I see a bunch of desperate people, it doesn't surprise me that desperate people do desperate things. If, this, if, if my wife didn't work out, I wouldn't be doing comedy. I'd be holding something and holding something because that's who I'd be because that's who I am. I'm not going to roll and die because you tell me I should do the politically correct thing. Nah. I mean, I think Jay-Z said it best. Picture me working McDonald's. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Picture me working with McDonald's. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I'm packing a Mac and I'm strapping. I'm, picture me working McDonald's. I'm not doing it. Those people did desperate things because they were desperate. I, and I don't, I'm not mad at desperate people because I've been desperate. I know what that feels like. I think we all know what desperate feels like. And I think that... To write off the misogyny, the racism, the Islamophobia because they're in a dying industry is bullshit. I know that I, there's been Thanksgivings that if it wasn't for the church that gave my family a turkey, that I wouldn't have had a turkey. I know that I've lived off of ramen noodles for more weeks than I care to even admit to. Mm-hmm. None of those things make me think that a gay person, an Islamic person a woman uh, is less than me and that I'm going to vote for somebody that is surely going to take away their rights. And let me just say something. I'm not And I'm also not even I'm going to cut that. you off right now cuz you went a long time. I'm also not even going to say that I'm going to listen to people say that now they have a disease 
because they're on drugs when in the 80s and 90s, if you were black on crack and if you were freebasing, you were a criminal. You're either a criminal or you have a disease. But you can't conveniently say that when the suburbs now have a, a, a drug problem, that it's a disease. But when black people and Latin people and people of color and poor people have a drug problem, they're criminals. Everything that they said that they voted for this man is fucking bullshit. It is bullshit. And everybody's been desperate. Every single person I know has been desperate in their lives. And if you want to call yourself a godly person, walk with God. God stood with fucking prostitutes. He stood with thieves. He stood with anybody that was doing what they needed to do to live. Don't call yourself fucking godly and then vote for somebody that wants to take rights away from millions of people because they're not white and they're not rich. And if he takes your health care away and if he takes your benefits away, you decided to do that to yourself. So no, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, I'm not going to paint everybody that voted for this man with the same brush because I, I understand desperateness. I understand desperateness, and I understand having a piece of bread and breaking that bread apart and handing it to somebody else because I know that they never had bread in the first place. I understand not having food and giving my lunch to somebody that had nothing at all. So I understand what you're saying, and you're not going to write people off because of who they voted for, but I absolutely the fuck am going to write people off for who they fucking voted for. Yeah, I mean, let me just say real quick, I'm not with any of the misogyny or the racism or all that bullshit because that's all awful and it's all terrible shit. I just think that, I, I just, I, I think I just... But when you voted, when whoever voted for him, that's exactly what they stood for, though. Because it wasn't like he made any qualms about that's exactly who he was and has always been. If you actually read the speeches and read the, the actual analytics of the speeches... Hillary Clinton talked more about jobs and bringing jobs to to middle America than Trump ever did. She talked about clean energy jobs. That's hard to say though. When that's hard to that's say not though. That's not analytic. The numbers don't and lie. You actually, but that she talked about it. But that's hard to say when you signed a bill and went around the country and supported a bill under your husband who was president, a NAFTA that was responsible for sending those people's jobs out of the country in the first place. It's hard for you to tell me you're going to give me a new job when you're responsible for me getting shit canned from my old job. Are like, you I, responsible I for that. what your wife does? If your wife went and robbed a bank it, right now, are you responsible for what your wife Hillary did? Clinton, the first are you, lady. I, I don't answer the question. If your wife went and robbed a bank right now, are you responsible for your wife robbing that bank? If me and my wife coordinate a message and I book her on TV shows or I, I drive her to the bank and decide to pick her up and plan the robbery out with her, yes, absolutely. Bill and Hillary Clinton planned NAFTA and the, and the media campaign around NAFTA together. They planned it together. How could those people in the Midwest believe her? After she got all she their jobs shipped across the border. She didn't get any base but job. She, but, she, but she went around the country and actively campaigned for this bill. She went around the country. She showed up. Hillary Clinton's not a naive. She's a Yale Law School graduate. Brilliant woman. Secretary of State. She's brilliant. Well, I mean, she can't possibly think that those those people, she must think they're fools. Like, to, to, be, to believe her again? Why would, she, why would they believe her again? It's, I knew it was. I knew she was in trouble when she didn't. When she went to those, when, when he was going to those Midwestern states and talking about NAFTA, I was like, she's in trouble. 
she's in trouble because those people are still there's a saying in Africa that says the axe forgets but the tree remembers no it's those not, people wait. are the tree it's not about that at all she might have it's about the fact that Hillary Clinton was a woman period Period. If there had been a man that was up against Donald Trump, he probably wouldn't be president. But the fact that Hillary Clinton is a woman is the the whole reason why this man won in the first place. I feel like because because they would rather they 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 say Mrs. President because the country was not ready for that. It was too much. It was like we already had a black president. We can't have a woman president. Then there's never ever going to be a white guy president ever again after that. Think, I, I don't. I don't think the country is. I don't think the country is that. Is that? I'm racist. from the Midwest, and I know how racist it is. Yeah, the Midwest. Three maybe, white but not guys, the, the South is as well. Trying to protect two Islamic women, and a white guy stabbed them because he was calling them a terrorist, and they and I blame Donald Trump down. for that. I do. I blame Donald Trump for that. I blame so Donald Trump for... So you're telling me this, this country isn't that racist, no. but then you can just agree to the fact that Donald Trump is the cause of that. I blame Donald Trump. But I'm Trump not supposed to blame the people that voted for him to, to put this in play in the first place. Like, look, I blame Donald Trump for the idea that... For the uh, for this idea that you can bring awful... You can bring awful discourse and bring awful, racist, antiquated, terrible ideas into the public plaza. I think it's totally awful. But I, I blame him for that but, because that know, was the way he campaigned. But Kathy Griffin's photo, she she did the wrong thing. Hey, like, man. This guy stabbed Anybody up three shot fucking on the people, but Kathy Griffin's photo is the wrong fucking thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't control, you know, don't, don't hate the player, hate the game. I don't control, I don't control what happened to her. You know, don't, that's, that's just the game. The guy is the president. I mean, literally on the chessboard right now, he is the king. You can't, I mean, regardless of how he got there, he's the king. If you take shots at the king, you better not miss. She took a shot. She missed. Now she's paying the price. I mean, what do you want? Well, isn't this when the checks and balances that you were lauding over before? Checks and balances are for laws, not for, not for, not for outside the board. Isn't First Amendment a law? The First Amendment is a law, but freedom, freedom of speech ain't free. You notice Jay-Z is very careful with what he says. He got freedom of speech, but he's careful because it ain't free. Hannibal Burris, careful. Kevin Hart, careful because they know they say the wrong thing just like that. <sighs> Gone. All right. Well, we need to uh, wrap this segment up. I was and good, take though. I yeah. <laughs> was good. Uh but, Curtis, before you go, where can everyone see you next? You can see me. I run a weekly show. It's at the Grizzly Pair. It's at 3.30. If you're just hanging out, you're having a nice time, you want to watch some comedy midday, it's a good time. You could bring some food, have some beers. The beers are like 3 bucks. It's really cheap. $6 comedy club of beer is going to run you about $11. And you get to see, uh, and the cover is free, so that's nice. It's supposed to a $25 cover at a club. And you're going to see some amazing comedy. You're going to see a lot of comedians that you're going to see at Broadway Comedy Club or the Comic Strip or Stand Up New York. You're going to see a lot of these people, uh, but you're going to see them earlier in the day. Uh, and so it's really nice. Uh, also, uh, you can catch me at Curtis Sumter on Twitter. Uh, I do not talk about any of the shit that we talked about here on Twitter. By God, I don't talk about this shit at a bar. I will get kicked out. But I will talk about uh, Curtis Sumter. And you can catch me on Facebook at Curtis Sumter Comedy. Uh, and I love y'all all. all. Uh, Hillary supporters, Trump supporters, Kathy Griffin fans. Uh, I love all of y'all. So, I mean, 
you know, uh, God bless. Uh, and, and it's uh, three o'clock on what day? Three thirty on, uh, on on Saturdays. Three thirty um, on Saturdays. The yes. Grizzly Pair. Yes, down on McDougal Street, uh, between uh, Bleecker and something. McDougal Street, uh, you know, downtown uh, in the village. So uh, I pray that y'all all come out, and I pray to everybody. Just you know, everything works out for everybody, and that we all kind of realize that we're all in this together. You know, peace and love. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. This is Big Talk and Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith, and we'll see you soon.
Whatever is a Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Big talk and Bruce Keith. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talk and Bruce Keith with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, more. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talk and Bruce Keith is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to Big Talking Brewskis. I'm still Marissa Smith. We've got Rodney Daniels with us. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. And joining us this segment is Alex Cedric. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Marissa and Rodney. Yeah, thanks for thanks coming Thanks for coming in. Oh, Absolutely. God, Alex. <laughs> I'm still a little twisted from last segment, but I'm going to have a beer and I'm going to have a, like, here yes, it goes. Yes, right. Mm. That's the beautiful thing about beer. Calms everyone down. I'm back. Okay. So, Alex, how was your week? My week was good. Um, recovering from Memorial Day weekend. Uh, my okay. parents just bought a shore house, so we went down oh, cool. and christened that. So oh, nice. A lot of fun in the sun. Well, not really too much sun, but it was a good time. Yeah? Yeah. Um, like, uh, what's like the weirdest thing you saw on the shore? Uh, the weirdest thing I saw was probably people just flat out having sex at a bar in the rain. Okay, what? was it like an outside bar? It was an outside bar, okay. and they, they pretty were like much... in a corner, just in the middle, mm, like just, just out? In a kind of corner, um, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty blatant. Like... Like what kind of like well, I was gonna say oral sex, 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 or like pounding up against the side. It was like, it was getting to the point where it would probably pushed against the wall and penetration would have been involved, but it was it was pretty pretty interesting to watch. Oh, yeah. So they weren't like actually having sex; they were just like like heavily making out. Um. Well, I mean, I guess like the, finger the old, popping. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. A lot of a lot of hand yeah. stuff. Finger you know? popping. Okay. Yeah, I like the phrase hand stuff. I think that's a good <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> a lot of hand There's stuff. There's like a lot of hand stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, like I went to uh, the Hamptons for Memorial Day weekend. Very nice. And so that was a lot of weirdness. Yes, and, tell us uh, about that. Yeah, so uh, and we have Ben Asher with us, you guys. Hi. Ben, you don't hey. have to use Thanks. that. Uh, yeah, so like I went to the Hamptons. It was very, very strange. Um, I've never seen so many bankers in my life, like like tripping on Molly. <laughs> Like it was just like it was like J Crew and Molly everywhere, yeah. and uh, it, it was like uh, there. We went to this restaurant. It wasn't even like a club, but like you know this rest like restaurants that like late night they turn into a lounge. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. But like mm-hmm. during the day, it's like a legit like restaurant. So like I'm there with my friend six thirty. EMTs are there. They're like <laughs> giving this girl oxygen. I think they gave her like a Narcan or something like that. Oh, wow. Ten o'clock, she's back. Like and boot and so rally. Same girl. <laughs> same girl. So like stomach pumping rally. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I'm like I'm on the line for the ladies' room, and I'm telling you, uh, one, 
I've never had to pee so bad in my entire life. And two, I've never waited in line for a bathroom so long in my entire life. Really? 45 minutes. Holy I was going to say, you crap. That's Club just like heart. they were just doing all the coke in there. They didn't want to share. Yeah, it's 45 <laughs> minutes to use the toilet. Like, and while I'm waiting there, I apparently, I didn't know at the time, I was standing behind the girl's friends. And they were just like... Oh, I can't believe, like, Kelly had to, like, go out with the EMTs. Well, at least she's back home and she's sleeping it off. They're like, no, no, she's back. They're like, what do you mean she's back? Like, she was in the... (laughs) And then, like, the girl comes like, hey! And she's like, oh, my God, she's fucking here. Hey! (laughs) It must have been a pretty good toilet, right? It was just like... It must have been a good toilet. It's like... When your own friends turn on you, that's when you know, all right, it's time to call it a night. Yeah. If the EMT gets called... Time to yeah. call it a night. Yeah. That's it. You're done for the day. Yeah. yeah. You're done for the weekend. You should I mean, be. really. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, tape me up. I can still make it. Yeah. yeah it's it like EMT Uber. Fuck, just four, like, me back four hours later, she's like back at the bar. Yeah. She's like, I have to earn my MRS. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to meet the one tonight. I can tell. Yeah. Didn't was... work the other thousand nights, but tonight. This is it. It's like my weekend. If I do yeah. enough Coke and Molly, I'll meet like a billionaire financier husband. Well, did you hear about the vasectomy season? It was hu- yeah, 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 huge, yeah. hugely prevalent in the in the Hamptons. That about two months ago, a lot of bachelors they got vasectomies so that they can go party in the Hamptons without repercussions, so that no girl would try to trap them into a into child support or a marriage. Yeah, can't they just like pull out and come on their face or or use a condom? Like, right, you would think. <laughs> no, but the girl you could pay that can if they have really good Kegel skills, they could just rip that shit right off. Mid-thrust. I don't know what kind of Hulk-like Kegels you think we will have. Well, <laughs> 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 no, they do. They have, like, those girls, they spend, like, 95% of their life when they're not, not working in, like, uh, you know, Kegel class and doing, like, Pilates, like, at yeah. Physique 57. Like, what else are they working they, on? They actually side? have those classes in Russia, how to trap a rich billionaire yeah. American yeah. through Kegel classes. <laughs> yeah, that's what Vladimir Putin does, I think. In Putin, what? Russia, you use Kegel to rip penis off. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, it, it was just super strange, and everyone's super passive-aggressive. I've never had so many white guilt high-fives before in my life. <laughs> it was just like I was walking like to like go get a drink, and people were like, hey, hey, girl. I'm like I don't know any Can of these. Right, I don't know you. It's just right. like I'm not racist. Look, yeah. like you know, it was just really weird. I think you could probably not say white guilt. You could just say guilt high fives because no black people give high fives. That's such like, a white. That's a white thing. You know, I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I, I think that's a white thing. I think. Wait. I, you give high fives. I think I it's more of the, the pounds, you know, the fist pumps. Stole it from black people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but I think that because black people have evolved before now. Before Obama, and then we got the fist pound, <laughs> and that's now what everybody does. <laughs> but, oh, right. yeah, but once we saw. Yeah. 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 Germaphobes did it. Yeah. Hey, I have yeah. a special wand for scratching my balls. Okay? <laughs> They're that long? It's a wonder <laughs> Actually, they go up inside. It's a hook. It's an inverted. They never descend it. They never descend it. Descend or descend it? They never drop. Both, right? Descend it and descend it. Yeah, I think it'd be either. 
I don't know. I'm the only one at the table that doesn't have balls, so you guys are going to have to figure this out amongst <laughs> yourselves. No, I got titties. I don't have balls. You could put <laughs> balls inside of me, though, and then be like, I have balls. I, well, I know. I don't do that. <laughs> nah, that's too much in me. Have you done, have you done um, you know, uh, Ha, Joseph Conklin show? Ha, ever? Um, I have not been to Joseph Conklin show, but I have been to Ha's. So I did a show there a few months ago, and there was a uh, like a veterinary assistant who was at the show, and he took home with him as like a souvenir, and he had with him at the show because he hadn't gotten home yet. He had a jar with dog testicles in it. He's like, oh yeah, I just removed these. I'm taking them home with me. He like showed them at the show, and he had it with them. I don't know, but I I imagine that that, I don't know if you're supposed to do that. Yeah, I mean, I remember. I don't don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't think so. Because I'd be kind of upset if like I got my. Yeah, no, it was very upsetting. (laughs) Like during the show, he like was showing them off during like people's set. He was like, "Hey, it was like, well, it was appropriate for a joke, but like, you know." Yeah, it was a weird heckle. It's like I have dog testicles with me because I work at a. It's like you shouldn't. Brag that you're, you're yeah. dog stealing from work. Were they like dog Great Dane testicles? testicles or like Pomeranian testicles? You know, I didn't taste them, so I, I can't tell you. <laughs> I mean, we were to see. I, I mean, in Little League, when I hit my first home run, I got to keep the balls of a memento. But like, if I'm a veterinarian assistant, I don't think I'm keeping testicles of a memento, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. what's the point? No, that's definitely for the dead hookers in yeah. this basement. Uh, so now, Ben, how was your week? Is it over? Uh, it was, it was okay. Yeah, uh, it was okay. Week. I'm just a little. Today was uh, last two days were rough, so I've kind of forgotten the rest of the week. Was okay. I was gonna did some spots. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of like always upset now because like with the president. How was your Memorial Day weekend? Uh, good. I didn't, didn't do anything. <laughs> I uh, yeah, not uneventful. Okay. So now, out of all the things that are happening with this president, what has upset you the most? Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. Um, the very most? The very most. I can't sleep anymore because I just scream every night and morning before I go to bed. I, I think about it like all the time. I don't know. It's just, like, it's affecting me personally, I guess. I'm, be, I'm being selfish because I don't know. It's everything. It's like... It's, no, I, I, I'm it's getting worse problem. and worse. Like, it, 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 there's no most. It does. It, I don't. It's like I'm, I keep expecting I'm gonna wake up, like, and it's not gonna be real. Well, I feel like there's ten minutes a day that I f- just completely forget. Like, I think it's probably like when I first wake up in the morning and I'm like still kind of groggy, and I'm just like batting around, going to the bathroom, brushing my teeth, and then I turn on the news and I'm like, fuck. I forgot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I like. I can't look at him. I can't watch a video of him talking. Like it's it's too much cognitive dissonance. Like I I, I it I, I drives me crazy just listening. But like seeing an image of him like as the president. Like I know he's the president. He's not not my president. He is the president. That's why I'm pissed he's off. Not my president. If, if he's, he's not my president. Well, he is. No, he's not. No, he's not. Well, then why would we? Why would you be upset if he's not your president? I, I'm just. I, I just refuse. I don't have a president. I have there's a dictator okay. that is. Uh, yeah. Taken, I, I, there's participated in a coup and has hijacked the country. That's w- what I feel like right now. I know we, we feel that way, and it makes feels better to say that. But I mean, the reality is it's not what happened, and unfortunately, no, this is what happened because the, no. the you might feel better if you started yeah. to think that way. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, I could, I could also just be drunk all the time and not be in touch with reality. I'd feel better, but unfortunately, a lot of people that like, do that too. I know, but unfortunately, like he. 
did legitimately win the election in the, the fucked vote. up system we had. That's right. That's not the way our system because works, Russia unfortunately. Russia hijacked the Electoral College. Right. Unfortunately, our system does not elect a president based on the popular vote. Somebody we should move towards that. that. We should move towards that. Hijacked by Russia is not my president. I'm a patriot. And, uh, you know, Dasvidani can go fuck itself. Well, I just think, like, that's not helpful to working towards getting him out. <laughs> I don't know. But whatever you have to do, it's, it's I don't not going to change anything. It gets me through the day. Yeah. So the real thing we have to do is get um, um, redistricting reforms so we can stop the, the uh, gerrymandering. Because basically, even there's really no chance like the Democrats can take back Congress till past 2020 until like we get like control of the state houses for the you know 2020 um, census and reapportionment. That's what's depressing. You should deny that reality. <laughs> No, I mean, the Republicans did it because they wanted to win. It's just really um, disheartening to see how low they would go to win, that they would choose this salamander to be the head of their party when he's not even... And I'm embarrassed to say that he's actually been a lifelong Democrat, but, like, he never ran for office, so it didn't matter. But, like... He literally hijacked their party, and they're just like, oh, yeah, Russia, uh, we'll talk about that later. Like, you know, where are the patriots? I thought that, you know, well, the, the Republicans are supposed to be, like, you know, all American, and it was just the, the Democrats that are just these lily-livered socialists, but they allowed their party to be hijacked by a fucking madman. Like, how are we supposed to get past the fact that these people allowed... Corky's evil twin to take over a fucking country. Because they control Congress now, and they're going to just... Be, basically, this, this is going to be one of the most powerful Congresses ever. Like, basically, they're going to let him do his bullshit, and they'll make, he'll make his proposals, and they'll be like, well, uh, that's a nice proposal. We're going to, like, do what we want to do now. And, uh... Because... And they're just going to be... And that's it. Like... They're gonna. They're just let him do his bullshit, but they're gonna do what they want to do, do and use him. I think they're impeached? using him more than he's gonna. Do I think they'll get impeached? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, unless they really find something, but I, I don't. I don't see how. Like, unless I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't. In, unless the Democrats take back the House in 2018, I don't see how. And I don't think they're gonna take back the House in 2018. I don't. I don't see how that can happen. Because like the 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 Republicans redistrict from 2010, the red map they used. Um, it's uh, it's too strong. There's actually a great book I just finished reading um, on this. Uh, it's called uh, Rat Fucked. Mm-hmm. It's um, <laughs> you know, like for, that was the Nixon term for the plumbers, the rat fucking. And I thought he actually used he stretched the term a little bit, but basically he's calling the the extreme uh, redistrict uh, across the country a, a rat fuck. Rat fuck. And uh, but basically it, it lays out like it's 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 too finely uh the, the the precision they made these maps like it's like literally down to like the block to the house literally each house in this block they almost they got data and overlapped it like illegally basically with political like data and marketing data about how uh each like voter who's registered would vote and they they like literally like drew well, you know, the salamander, the head. like it squiggles right. and lines. It I makes also, no sense. I also thought that this was just recently blocked by the Supreme Court. Like I, th- I thought that. Um, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. No, they. It was, Clarence this was Thomas in, was um, the deciding vote on it. Was North Carolina, I think. Yes, but yeah. like, that will trickle down eventually. I think that was 
I think that one only applied to North Carolina or or to that or to the, that federal court district. But and I it, think it, every other district can now appeal because this is now the standard. This is mm-hmm. the precedent. But the problem is, it was those were only for racial gerrymanders. It wasn't for political gerrymanders. Political gerrymanders are also racial gerrymanders. That's what those. So there's actually in the next term, there's going to be some cases that are going to deal with that. Those are filtering up. Uh, like I think there's a case in Wisconsin and in Texas and Ohio right now. But th- but basically, the the precedents in the Supreme Court, there's about like 30, 40 years of precedents on that. Like they actually say political gerrymanders are constitutional. So basically, it's going to come down to Kennedy if he is going to change his vote because in the past he's sort of said that those are constitutional. But if he switches, uh, then it's the small chance they could undo that. But if he is consistent, then we're fucked. Right. Um, Unless, of course, we amend the Constitution, which won't happen very soon. Well, certainly not under this president, but I don't even think he knows that there is a Constitution. So, Well, he doesn't have anything to do that. with the amendment process, actually. I know. I'm, but, I'm, yeah. That was hyperbole. Uh, so actually, what's really scary is there's a lot of conservative Republicans who want to do a constitutional convention, and they almost have enough states controlled by Republicans right now that they could do a constitutional convention. In which case, it would not be good because they're gonna like they'll like totally make an amendment, you know, outlawing abortion. They'll they'll do horrible things if uh, if they could make a constitutional convention right now and make amendments. That's something I'm actually concerned about. And now none of us are going to sleep, but okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sharing the love. <laughs> I will be messaging you at 4 a.m. on Facebook. God damn you. No, guys, I don't I like Messenger. Sleep. Email only. <laughs> I don't know your email. Uh, <laughs> so, Alex. So, Marissa. Why do you think New York comics shit on Jersey comics? That's a good question. I I, I I don't know if you know this. Uh, I produce a show in Hoboken. I used to also do one in Jersey City. And it's so funny. You know, I would I would reach out to comics and, uh, oh, you're in Jersey? No, I'm not coming. You know, no, no, I'm not crossing over. And Hoboken and Jersey City are both literally just a path to stop away. So it's not that it's that crazy to get to. Um, but, yeah, there's just, to me, this whole mentality that Jersey's beneath. New York, and I understand New York is the comedy hub of the world, and I get that completely, but, you know, there are other audiences in other places, and I think you should, at the stage that most, if not all of us are in, uh, you should be trying to explore with all audiences, because you never know who's going to be in that audience. Jersey people scare me. Why do Jersey people scare you? Um, I, like, I'll give an, like, so I did a, a show at Atlantic City, and, uh... It was awful. Whose show was that? Um, uh-huh. I'll tell you later. Is that yeah. is it, is it named <laughs> Star with a B? N- no, no, and okay. they're also not paying me to plug them, so <laughs> I'll tell you later. Not me. Um, <laughs> so I, I did this show in Atlantic City, and, you know, like, oh, it's a big Atlantic City show. I get there. It's not a club. They kind of... Uh, pitched it like it was a club i get there and it's basically a bar room yeah. he knows what i'm talking about now mm-hmm. but, and so i and and then it's like oh i'm in fucking trumpville right now and <laughs> and so part of me like because now i feel like very conflicted because 
the comic in me that just is that people pleaser, like, I just want to make people laugh. It's just like, just go with your mundane club five. You'll be fine. Don't yeah. say anything that's going to piss these people off. You can get through this no problem. And then the the other part of me is just like, Fuck this. This is Trump's America. You can't tell dick jokes right now. You're wasting people's time. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like tell them all the shit they don't want to hear. And I'm like, yeah, I'll tell them all the shit they don't want to hear. I'm going to get lynched on the way out. But you know something? God damn it. It's worth it. It's like, I'll, this is the First Amendment, baby. And so like, and I try like to kind of dance around both. So I tell something very simple and easy first. So it's like, yeah, it's a Trump joke, but it's not super offensive. I'm just throwing stuff out there real easy, like, like in a club, like in the city, like people hot next, like it wouldn't have been anything, but just the universal ass tightening in the room that yeah. happened with this one bit. It was just like, I'm at a crossroads. I can tell a dick joke or I can make this entire room feel real shitty right now. I'm going for it. Everybody's going to feel shitty. Like, and so like now I'm just going in harder. It's like, I'm just like, just going more Trump jokes, more Trump jokes, more Trump jokes, because it's like, you know, it's like I spent all this time here not to sell out for free. Like, you know, if I was getting paid right now, yeah, maybe I'd be like, ah, you're blowing money if you start pissing these people off. But the fact that I'm blowing my own money to be here in the first place, no, I'm pissing everybody off. Yeah, but doesn't that also then set a very dangerous precedent that you can only perform at rooms that you know will appreciate it? And, you know, politics aside, doesn't that kind of then take out the challenge of comedy? I mean, isn't that that we're all supposed to learn from tough rooms that, okay, this is how you have a good set? This and I understand. A tough room. Like, I, I, if I could have told all of my C and D jokes in this room and been fine. It wasn't a tough room. It was a very easy room. It was just a very, like, I'm from Jersey. I'm from wherever. I'm an AC, and I want to hear my dick jokes, and I want to hear women are bitches. And I didn't feel like doing that. But, like, Melissa, I mean, I think what Alex is trying to say is, you know, like, so let's say I have to do a black room, and I want to do jokes about how black people are all inferior, as I always do. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I agree with your point. No, I mean, I, 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 I agree. I agree with your point too. That's not. That's not at all what I'm contending. It wasn't like I, I felt like this wasn't a. This wasn't a hard room because I feel like a hard room where you had to fight for every laugh. Like I feel like those rooms help you because that's when you learn. Like, okay, how can I control this room? How do I take this room back? If there's distractions, how do I get them back? I'll fight for a hard room. This wasn't a hard room. This was a room that felt like they had the right and were entitled to dictate to me what kind of comedy I could do because of their demographic. I, I see your point. Because they were not intersectional feminists. They weren't intersectional they, no, anything. Right. Like the only black people that were there were either comics or bartenders. Yeah, no, I know. Wow. Do you think it was more difficult being, I mean, given that you're like a, a black woman? It, it, more hostility, I mean, you might have perceived, or... No, this... I don't know... I don't I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, no, no, I don't normally right. feel that. And just because I feel like being a black woman doing comedy is the only time that institutionalized racism works for me, 
Um, just because they're just like, oh, like, you know, she's black. She's going to be from the streets. She's going to say something nasty. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, do exactly opposite. Yeah, exactly. Well, they might be, yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> expect it, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's just like, she's yeah. She's intelligent, has glasses. Wait a minute. I don't yeah. know how to take this. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's like, what do I do here? Um, but then I, I kind of feel like, I don't know. I, if I'm getting paid for it, then... I, I'm going to do what the producer wants me to do, the venue wants me to do, because I'm getting paid for it. But if I'm not getting paid for it, then I'm doing what I want to do, because I'm the one that paid for this, essentially. Like, I paid to get there. Yeah, that's and, a slap for your drinks. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So... And what? Like, I, I'm never going to get booked in a, a bar room in AC again. Like, I, I could give two fucks. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, so, like, I played for a bunch of racists and two cokeheads. Like, yeah. Like, I, it's, it's like, I felt like the whole room was really more of a, it was like. Um, it was all his family. <laughs> no, it was. I felt like that would be even better. Like you know, when like someone's trying to sell you a timeshare, it was like a timeshare for like cokeheads. Like I just kind of feel like they just had the show to sell drugs. Like <laughs> it's a front. <laughs> like, the show yeah, is all the front. You thought you were coming to see comedy, yeah. but really you're coming to get high. Yeah, it's just like you'd see random people. Sounds leaving like a with good idea for a show. They just come back and they'd be like. And you're just like, oh, I see what's happening here. You guys <laughs> yeah. are making all the money. headliners there, here. like nobody's laughing because everybody's like this. They're like, <laughs> 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 at least sell them shit that makes them think everything is funny. Like, why are you wasting our time? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I for for me, I like. Even when I've just had experiences going to Jersey to, like, just drink. Like, I've been to the Hoboken St. Patrick's Day. Oh, well. (laughs) Like, I've had people, like, throw up on me. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, Jersey, it's just, like, non-hospitable. I was going to say, I don't even feel like it's, like, a comic thing. I think, like, because I've just moved to New York two years ago. So just coming from, I've only been to Jersey twice and hearing other New Yorkers talk about Jersey, I feel like it's like a New York thing that people in New York feel that way about Jersey. Well, yeah, Not absolutely. just comedy in general. I feel like it's just like, oh, Jersey, unless you like live in Jersey and you work in Jersey. We don't like Jersey. Connecticut either. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, I understand that. I was just, we're doing inside baseball, you know, why yeah, yeah. Why is it about comedy, you know? Right. Well, I, 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 I think, think I don't think it's just, I, I think it's, we don't like any borough but Manhattan. We're, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, exactly. It's just like, oh, wait, Jersey? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah. People don't want to come to Westchester either, and that's yeah. still New York, yeah. because, like, uh, when I was, like, trying to, but, like, I would have to, like, throw them, like, so much money to, like, get up to what, like, Westchester, that's, like, real upstate. I gotta take it's the like, L- L-I-R-R, what? Like, like, it's just, like, no, like, Westchester's, like, literally half hour away, and they're like, really? I don't know. It, it, like, so, I think that New York comics don't like leaving New York unless there's, like, a lot of money involved, and I think New Yorkers don't like New Jersey because, like, it's scary. I mean, yeah, because it's bad. scary? Like, <laughs> but I'll do your show. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll, 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 be, I'll, I'll still complain about New Jersey. Yeah, you'll but suck I it up and do it. No, but it's just—it's so interesting to me because I hear so many New York comics complain about how they don't get long sets. You know, they only have five, six, seven minutes, and you know, dollars for donuts. There's so many shows in Jersey where you can do in ten, fifteen minutes. Uh, we can again, the opportunity is a lot more limited. You can't do six shows in one night, but at the same time, if you want to stretch and and go a little bit longer, it's it's you a can, great yeah. stomping ground for it. So it's. I don't know. I'm but just then, of the mindset that I'll go anywhere for work. the show that you're on in Jersey and try to get all your friends to come to Jersey. I could see how that could be like, oh, wait, what? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's bringing all their friends to Hackensack, New Jersey for for an eight-minute set. So. No, yeah, I mean, parts of it is also you need a car to a lot of places in New Jersey. Yeah. 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 And I've definitely been on, like, path trains or whatever the trains are there and, like, seen, like, like full-blown, like, AIDS face with the crater shit and like it's just I don't know just getting on the path train in general I feel like where am I and where am I going and when am I getting it feels completely different yeah it's like when am I getting raped and robbed like Like, that's how I feel wait you just just, it's like I don't know the feeling is palpable you feel like you're leaving New York you feel very vulnerable you feel like you're about to be a victim of a crime it is it is pretty ironic that New Yorkers feel that way coming to Jersey where for the longest time that's how Jerseyans felt about going to New York like Like, oh I'm getting raped and robbed I'm I'm going to Penn Station that's like oh I'm going to fucking Bayonne I'm going to get murdered Someone's taking my kidney, you know, like, holy shit, you know? It's it's irony, you know? Exactly. I was really scared to do a show in Staten Island uh, last weekend. Oh, why? (laughs) I don't know. That's actually literally what I was asking myself uh, before the show. But actually, it turned out, so it was in a comic book store. There were like a hundred people. Holy in shit. this comic book what store. What the fuck? Yeah. It was like, but it was. It's <laughs> Staten Island. Yeah. It's captive it was, audience. It was, yeah. it was <laughs> the <laughs> bad part of Staten <laughs> Island, too. It was like, like, um. The, it was basically, uh, all Italian and Puerto Rican, but all the Puerto Ricans were, like, Italian. And, like, everyone had, like, neck tattoos up to, all <laughs> over their body. And, like, probably, I didn't see. They probably had track marks and stuff like that. Probably. But, um,. But yeah, the, the store was packed with people, and um, they were definitely like all. It was like their names were like Pasquale and stuff like that. Like, liter- like they didn't ever, they didn't Americanize at all their names. Yeah. Um, and so I, I also like basically was like, okay, I'm just gonna do uh, some like dick pussy jokes and like. But I, I did sneak in uh, a Trump joke. Um, but I was like, hey, uh, so you all voted for Trump, right? And like you heard them gasp. They were like, oh, hi, he's kidding, and they go. Let go. No, but they <laughs> but did. That good. was like yeah. literally the only borough that went for Trump. Yeah. No, I know. But then now they want to act like they didn't. But I got followed in the parking I lot by this guy. It's really weird. Really weird comedian. Acting there a while but ago. It's I, I, I don't like. I perceived him following me, and he perceived he was following me, even though he really wasn't. But like he knew because I tur- I kept turning around. He's like, I'm not following you. I'm just gonna go get some water at the pizzeria. Like, but like I actually go went into the pizzeria because I thought I wasn't going to, but I was like, let me go. In- public place I, yeah. I, I was scared like this weird white guy was following me <laughs> yeah what this weird yeah. white guy's following you is very scary yeah. proposition um <laughs> I don't know I just feel like if you gotta get on a boat to go there that's a problem that's a lie <laughs> Let yeah. so you're against cruises I mean, no, a cruise is different. I know. Right. But to be like, okay, I'm going to work and I got to get on the boat. Heroin tugboat. Right. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm going home. Got to get on the boat. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> definitely. I would definitely just think that they would like you know build a, a subway or something that goes to Staten Island. Yeah, then they I would could. Be, I'd be more apt to go, but because I got a gun on a boat, so, I haven't gone. So trains, yes, boats, no. How about no. catapult? Yeah, I actually think they should, I think they should, they should invest oh, in catapult technology because no. that is clean, energy <laughs> efficient <laughs> technology. All you need is like a yeah. long enough lever arm, and like you could just. Yeah. Go anywhere, really. I just want to get to the build up the netting industry. Yeah. Places where you're just like Jersey. Yeah. God, wouldn't there. that be nice? <laughs> like, well, not the Hyperloop. Like, uh, what was it? it was the Jetsons? Yeah. It was like that, right? Or no, like Star Trek. It was Star Trek. Like, yeah. Scotty, bring me to Jersey. And then, like you do your saying, like Scotty, bring me back home. Yeah. Like I would totally go to Jersey then. Then motherfucker just still be late to work and you're like you're late yeah, again. Except yeah. you you can be except yourself. no one would stay in Jersey. Like we're in New York. <laughs> well, you know, they gotta go to bed eventually. Um, so Ben, what do you think that Democrats should copy from Trump? Oh. Uh well not his hair. Um I well I definitely from the Republicans in general, I think they should copy not compromising. Um, I think that they've been doing that for way too long, and I think that the last eight years have shown like not compromising wins. Um, but from Trump specifically, um, I think he... So I, I'm going to say it was very smart what he did. I know that people don't like that because we like saying he's stupid, but I think... I don't think we should get in the same trap we did with Bush, where everyone's like, oh, he's so stupid. Like, I don't think he's stupid. I think he's ignorant about a lot of things, but he there's no, he can't be the kind of successful person he is, and he does have some level of success, whether we like it or not, without having some intelligence. I mean, he's evil, but he, he does have intelligence. So I think what I was smart... he's a dumb fuck, but go on. Sure. Okay. But I think what was smart is he realized that if he uh, appealed to uh, the... Uh, the labor contingency of what was traditionally part of the Democratic uh, uh, coalition, who had been neglected by the Democrats, he could uh, possibly win them over. And I think that the Democrats need to redouble their efforts to appeal to them, because basically right now it seems like uh, labor is gone to the Republican Party. And if there's any chance of us winning the presidency in 2020... Like you're gonna need like some super fucking Bernie Sanders type progressive appeals to labor, uh, to 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 do it to swing it back, um, and like real not just like you know bullshit like you know uh, word you know lip service like oh we're gonna like bring back overtime like you need to overcome the way he's misled them to believe that he can bring back their jobs um, in, a, in a very serious. Substan- some substantive way um, and I, I don't think that they're thinking about that I think people are just sort of like kind of focusing on combating him but they got to figure out how to do both well I, I think that when you say and I think it was interesting when you kind of mentioned how basically like he duped them like he, you know like uh, and that that the Democratic Party kind of needs to learn how to dupe them in the same realm um I don't think but, dupe. Like I think traditionally the Democrats have been seriously for pro uh, pro labor. And by the way, when I'm saying pro labor, I'm not just saying like you know white working class people because I think like uh, working class and, and pro labor policies have usually helped uh, you know black people and Latino people as well because they're off uh, unfortunately disproportionately in 
uh, the, the, but you when know, you actually look at the uh, the demographics of who are in uh, unions, they're usually white people that are in unions. So that uh, I don't necessarily feel like going down a pro-union path is uh, going to directly help and aid people of color. Well, it depends I, on the union. But. I mean, it depends on the union, but statistically, most union workers are white males. And I don't just mean union, though. Well, certainly, well, then there should be things to try to broaden the participation of, uh, in unions of all groups of people. I mean, but, uh, and frankly, unions aren't even that powerful anymore, unfortunately. That's part of the problem. No, and, and to be honest with you, I've never been in a job that had a union, and I don't necessarily know that. I mean, I'd say that I am... Uh, probably more liberal leaning i don't necessarily know that i'm pro-union i really don't i don't necessarily know that uh i've I've never had a job that i was in a union and i don't necessarily see why people that are doing jobs that are union jobs should have more protections or rights than people that are doing jobs that are non-union jobs what yeah well Uh, the thing is i mean most of the um worker protections that we've gained over the last century have been because Because of of unions unions. and Mm -hmm. when there are unions the other non-unionized industries have to compete with them and and provide you with similar benefits they're toothless dragons now though like they they don't really do and we're seeing the 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 the, the, uh the problems because they're toothless now and they're also traditionally male jobs that are unionized and they're traditionally white male jobs that are unionized and I don't necessarily know that I'm that for them. But uh, what I will say is that what I I think you were kind of a, a alluding to is drawing upon the fire of the people. I think that's what Trump did is that mm-hmm. he found the anger. He found the mm-hmm. underbelly. He pressed the right buttons. And he took angry people and made them angrier about what he thought they were angry about. And I think that the Democratic Party can do the same thing, kind of going back to your point Mm -hmm. of how these more labor parties, laborers, that they used to be more Democratic, and then he kind of took them. Um, I think that he took them over because they were playing into a more xenophobic, racist, sexist um, ideology but if the Democrats could actually take them over from a classist ideology, whereas we are not black, we are not white, we're not male, we're not female, we're not gay, we're not straight, we are rich and we are poor. They are rich, we are poor. I think that they could easily scoop up the people that he has taken by dividing them down racial, um, ethnic, sexual orientation lines and just simply put in this day and age there's green and there's not green and if you are working for somebody then they are not working for you and they're not going to help you and i think that that's really where the democrats miss the boat is that when he was taking somebody because really politics is divide and conquer it's just like religion if you kind of just say okay you know something he's going to say that all Mexicans are rapists and black people are lazy and foreigners are, are this and the 
Islamic people are, are terrorists, and he's going to say all of that. Well, you know something? There are the people that run the companies that are making you work, you know, 80 hours a week. You barely see your kids. You've got government that is is not enforcing a higher wage so that you have a livable wage that you can actually feed your family and, and not live in a shelter. And we are here to protect you as people that are being exploited by the rich. And somebody working in a mine knows somebody owns that mine. And that kid is that man's kid isn't in that mine. His family hasn't worked in that mine for over a hundred years. I think people understand that and people will understand that the things that we're at odds with each other for aren't race based, they're not religion based, they're not gender based, they're actually class based. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that the Democratic Party really needs to latch on to that mm-hmm. ideology to really move past this but also gain momentum yeah no i agree 100 percent with that i mean i don't i think they also should have some concrete policies attached to it that are actually quite ambitious and large like i think part of the problem is like and i think bernie sanders i think that's the direction he was going i mean i think he would have he's really not he's not like but we know but i think like I just think, like, I mean, I've always thought that, like, basically the division has always mostly been class at the root of of, of most things, like, right. um, and 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 certainly, but I don't I don't know if, if appeals to it like that are enough because Americans really like the goodies. They like having some. They, they, people want the goodies. Like they, they, they want something in their pockets, something they can hold on to as well. But the only social revolution that we've seen globally has been the French Revolution, and that is simply cut down the line of class. I mean, eventually, and Bernie Sanders is the one that was calling for a revolution, a social revolution, but he really couldn't connect all the dots because I'll tell you, as a woman and as a person of color, I did not connect to Bernie Sanders at all. Like, I I just feel like he would sell women's health down the river for anything. Mm -hmm. And I also felt like, you know, he didn't really speak to me as a person of color. He was trying to talk to some uh, lumberer in, in, in Vermont, but he wasn't talking to me like in a cubicle in, in New York. Like, you know, it was just like, oh, the rich, they got this, but blah, blah, blah. But he's not, and the middle class is non-existent and free education for all, but he's not. How do you pay for that? I think his me- his message was too narrow and too repetitive, but I, th- I- the, the way I thought, I thought he basically didn't ever expect he would be given enough time and enough opportunities to really broaden his message. So I felt like they somehow his campaign made the decision, like, you know what, with the opportunities we're going to have, like, this is what we have to kind of hone on to to repeat. I, he's totally, he should have, he should have expanded and, and you know, addressed it's your like, concerns more, of course. It's like w- yeah. free, free education for all. Okay, so, like, what are you going to do for my student loans? I already went to college. I still have student loans. Are you going to forgive my loans? Because to be honest with you, I really don't care what this fucking millennial does because they're all fucking retarded. You know what I mean? It's just like if it's outside of computers, they can't do shit. So, like, what are you doing for me? I'm not voting for I don't even have a child in this world. So I don't care with these kids behind, like, what are you doing for me right now? But I'm a woman, and I'm a woman of color, so I'm supposed to be open and be giving, and I'm not supposed to worry about identity politics. 
So I'm supposed to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, millennials behind me. Yeah, you get free college, but I got fucked, and that's okay. No, it's not okay. What are you doing for me? He never yeah. told us what he was doing for us. I don't know specifically on that. I mean, I, going back to the original thing with, like, what the Democrats should take from Trump, I think... So one of the things with Bernie is, you know, he had at least... A, pretty ambitious like healthcare agenda which the media mainstream media basically was like oh that's and never going to work rush you, but we're going to have right. to wrap this up so again. yeah uh i just think like m- democrats should do more things like that where it's very ambitious and maybe you know you're going to have some people in the mainstream say oh that's not going to work but you know what that worked for trump he just threw whatever against the wall and like yes yeah. It appealed to people, and he's like, okay, well, we'll see if we can make it work once I get in power. Like, right. yeah, And not to uh. say that this is a good thing, but um, I think it was a Yale professor that talked about how uh, what people are forgetting is that Trump's cadence is built on marketing. Right. So when he says yeah. sick, sad, over and over and over again, it's all marketing 101. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not saying that Democrats should do that, but there is some truth to connecting to middle America, connecting to the whole nation if you want to do that. Right. Mm. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up. Before we go, Alex, where can everyone see you next? Uh, you can see me at Eastville tomorrow night hosting at 530 and then Sunday at 7. Ben, where can everyone see you next? Uh, the On Thursday, laughing liberally at Jimmy's APM. And then June 14th is my monthly show, Double Plus Good Comedy, also at Jimmy's number 43. Rodney, where can everyone see you next? Um, I got a bunch of shows lined up. You can check me out on uh, Facebook, but we'll be headlining at the Broadway Comedy Club on June 28th at 8 p.m., so make sure you come out and support. Tomorrow, I'm going to be at Merriment and Mortification at Auto Shrunken Head at 6.30, and on June the 16th, you can catch me at Broadway Comedy Club for Fashionably Funny, 10 p.m. at Broadway. And remember, every single Friday night, you can catch us right here on FLO Empire Radio for Big Talk and Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. This has been fun. And remember, you guys, you can't burn coal in the water. Have a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs>